Welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint Podcast. I am here with Joe, and Joe has kindly agreed to talk about his experience of learning Chinese and specifically with the Mandarin Blueprint method. But before we get into any of the specifics, Joe, maybe you could per, uh, introduce yourself and uh, uh, explain what it was that led you wanting to learn Chinese. Cool. Um, well, I'll tell you a bit about me first, uh, Phil. So I'm an English Australian. Uh, I've been living in Melbourne for the last 10 years or so. Um, and I'm currently studying a double master's in international relations and Chinese political science across Monash and Shanghai Jiaotong University. Wow. Um, nice. so that's the obvious reason for motivation for learning Mandarin at this stage. Um, sure. so, um, so yeah, I was actually meant to go to China, um, right. uh, around the time, but you know, there's this, this virus thing going around. So, uh, yeah. that's, uh, stop. so I'm, and I originally, kind of stumbled upon China um, by accident. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I was doing my undergraduate degree, um, planning to do an internship when there was quite a lot of scholarships available to study on exchange at Peking University. Mm -hmm. um, so I went at relatively short notice with no background in Chinese or any idea about the cultural barriers. Mm -hmm. um, and I really enjoyed my stay despite the barriers. But then when I came back, I was kind of frustrated because I'm like, oh, I've I've done well in school. I can do uni, but you know, work's fine. But Chinese, I just can't quite get it. Like even when I was in China, I would like memorize the sentence mm -hmm. and I would struggle and then I'd memorize the response and then I'd ask the question and then I'd get not the, not the predetermined response and right, then I'd just yeah. be frozen. So, um, you know, when I came back after a while, I tried, um, italki and I actually went to the Confucius Institute at the university of Melbourne as well. But, um, I found that like, what I was doing wasn't sticking or I'd get it for like a half an hour where I'd done it. And then the next week I'd come back and I completely forgot it. Yeah. Um, so then I came to, um, you guys through Facebook ads. Um, and I saw them for a little while and I wasn't too sure. Mm -hmm. Um, particularly my other like side project is learning about stocks and you know, the ads that come with that are kind of wild. Yeah. <laughs> so there was like, <laughs> You just like Luke um, speaking Chinese in between all these other, you know, wacky ads. I wasn't sure, but then I saw the I saw the free trial, and I was like, you know what? I've got nothing to lose, and you know, I've been a member of or a client of yours for a, a fair while now. It's mm -hmm. gone really, really well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you chose international relations, relations. You know, you're and specifically Chinese political science. Is that right? Yeah. So wow. um, that must when be I went. Yeah, um, I haven't actually got to that part of my studies yet because it's okay. done in China. So I've done the first part, but um, right, right. you know, for in the West, it's like China's like there's so much that we don't know. And if I can like specialize or bridge that gap, um, like from an ideological perspective, as something I'd really, really like to look into further. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's um, that's something that uh, you know, I believe in order to it's kind of a little bit of my personal philosophy, but I believe that if you want to uh, seek truth uh, and not just seek ideology, you have to look at all sides of a particular um, sort of like, th there's these aspects of human nature, like in the sense that we have the capacity to cause suffering, we have the capacity to alle alleviate suffering, we have the uh, ability for our culture to be a hedge against you know, nature. So it like protects us, it shelters us. Uh, it keeps us away from the bad part of nature that's trying to kill us. But on the other hand, culture can become tyrannical and it can be, it can kind of 
control your life too much if we don't keep it in check. And so there's sort of this good element in nature, uh, bad element in nature, good element of culture, bad element of culture. And I think if you want to be a truth seeker, you have to look at all four corners of that. And um, mm -hmm. a lot of times with the Western propaganda, you'll see only really the bad side of culture from China in terms of like, they'll just be like, well, look at these things that they're doing. And they're not always wrong in their analysis of it, but they're not seeing how it plays into a larger picture, which is why I think now is more important than ever to learn Chinese, because what you discover when you learn Chinese is that there's this whole element to the society that is, you know, if you were to put a list of values that the average Westerner has next to the list of values that the average Chinese person has, maybe their hierarchy is slightly different, but the actual values themselves are going to have a lot of overlap. You know, there's going to be a lot of like, oh, I work really hard for my family and want my kids to have a better future than I had. And, um, you know, I care about them being in a safe environment and just things like that. You'd be like, yeah, of course. And yet that's never what the news covers because it's not that newsworthy. You know, it's not like today a father uh, worked hard for a day so that he could provide for his family. It's like, there's nothing newsworthy about that. So that doesn't make the, uh, make the cut, but it's actually really important that people understand that, you know, Chinese people aren't like aliens. They're not, they don't have totally different values than you. And uh, so, you know, you're doing the, you're fighting the good fight by uh, yeah, taking on I this project. I think it was because I went in 20, the first time I went was 2018, which mm -hmm. was, and then after I came back, there was sort of that like fear mongering about China. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hang on a minute, I've been here and it's not like that. So yeah. that just yeah. kind of like, you know, um, harbored my interest um, yeah. towards what I'm doing now, which is, which I'm really enjoying. Um, it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think if um, if the West just framed the debate a little bit better, then they'd probably still get what they want. Um, but it would be in a much more amiable fashion. Like uh, uh, Secretary Secretary of State of my country said that the last forty years of diplomatic relations with China have been a failure, and I was like, that's not the right way to frame this. You can yeah. say you want China to change, but like the result of diplomatic relations and economic relations between China and the U.S. pulled ninety percent of the country out of poverty so it's like mm. i mean it may not have been u.s people although they benefited they got cheap products um but yeah. like gosh you know isn't 90 percent of a country's poverty impoverished population leaving poverty a success you know that's it's sort of one of those things where if they started from that frame of like hey our trade our trade and diplomatic relations have been a success so far but you guys aren't so desperate anymore. So maybe we need to get you guys playing by the rules a bit more and letting American companies have more freedom in your country, blah, blah, blah. Totally, that should happen. But it's like, you're not going to get there by in immediately antagonizing the entire, uh, the entire country. So anyway, we digress yeah. into political uh, conversation. But yeah, <laughs> I know, I, it's a, me too. It's, it's very interesting stuff. So, um, but let's talk a little bit about um, you know, what it would mean for you, you know, if you were, if you were to get as fluent and literate in Chinese as your goal. So, you know, first of all, how literate and fluent are you hoping to get? Because that's not something that's the same for everybody. You know, you could just want to be like, I want to be able to basically have a conversation and get to the bathroom if I need to, uh, find out where it is or whatever. Or, yeah. you know, you want to be like giving speeches at the UN. So like, what, where are you on that spectrum? Um, so at this stage, what, I was planning to do is to get to like as 
a strong a stronger foundation as I can and then you know go to China and then I feel like with you know like maybe like a HSK3 um type of level you know the the language would pick up from there if you are in a Chinese speaking environment mm-hmm. um but like I think that generally like long term definitely there's like at least proficiency would be important to me mm-hmm. um because like why why would you you know it kind of frustrates me i think um someone touched on it in a previous podcast um you know being a like a white australian english person yeah you know, we we take speaking one language for granted and mm-hmm. like now that i there's merit in speaking multiple languages it's it's frustrating me that i'm not proficient in at least one other language so um right. it's you know a personal thing i want to do for myself um to to get to like a good level of uh, mandarin speaking right yeah yeah. yeah, well, so like if you let's suppose you get there, well, I mean, obviously you're you're in a, a major in university that's related to that. But like, would you, you know, is there any thoughts about what you might do with it? Like, would you specifically uh, try to get any particular job or, or you know, are you going to try to get into the dating scene in China or what's the what's the plan? You, you can speak Mandarin. Now what? Also, um, my long-term goal is to eventually go into foreign affairs. Um, so okay. in Australia, you do that through um, an organization called DFAT. So, okay. um, you know, with a goal of like doing some kind of diplomacy. Um, and there's so many countries where you could do some diplomatic work where Mandarin would be relevant. You know, like you could go to Singapore, there's Chinese speaking communities in like India, um, Indonesia, Malaysia, um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously China most notably. Um, yeah, there is a long-term goal to want to go into that. And, you know, speaking Mandarin is going to make me more employable. Sure. At, at, at start. Um, and if I can even help bridge those cultural and ideological misunderstandings and, um, you know, that's, it's, it's going to be something that's really satisfying on a personal level. Yeah, absolutely. So that, uh, I love those goals. The, all of those goals are the types of goals that keep you, um, they keep you hungry. They keep you going when you're not particularly in the mood, right? So it's like, as we've harped on in the course loads of times, you know, no zero days. You got to have the, even if you just do one flash card, you can't let zero days happen because that's how you lose the habit. Uh, you know, it's like, it does, I mean, I'm not saying like literally one zero day will make you lose a habit, but uh, there's, there's no way to keep a habit unless you keep doing it on a daily basis. And so the question is, when you're you know, it's easy to study when you're feeling motivated, but when you're not feeling motivated, when you feel like, what's the point of this? There's so much to learn. How am I ever going to get there? It's not going to happen today. It's not going to happen even this month. You know, like it's sort of when you have that feeling and you get that negative self-talk, what's going to be there to like keep the fuel going. And uh, it sounds like your goals are great because it's like the loftier the goal, maybe the kind of scarier it is. But on the other hand, you have the ability to sort of, um, oh my gosh, my cat's climbing the walls. <laughs> I just saw that behind your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we got a new little kitty cat named Morty to fit with our other cat, Rick. So Rick and Morty. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, yeah, so that's, I think that um, the, that type of goal is going to really work for you. So then, okay, now that you've sort of established what you'll do, let's talk a little bit about the course. So you found us through a Facebook ad. And then, so, you know, what was your um, previous experience? Did you have any previous experience with uh, mnemonic techniques or ways of learning that are kind of um, maybe more uh, sort of based in the memory palace? No, not at all. My, my learning history is pretty much like, you know, the textbook learning. Um, Mm -hmm. And I put a lot of, when I first started learning Chinese, I put a lot of trust in that. 
Um, yeah. Absolutely. No, well, very little reward. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just went into it. Um, I was doing uni and working and I'm working a full, I'm working two jobs now. So it's quite busy. So I've been progressing through the course at kind of my own pace. Mm -hmm. um, like generally I found that, you know, the, the memory palace learning technique or whatever we call it, it's, um, it's effective. I remember things, um, you know, you have so many cues mm -hmm. for a word, you know, when I'm doing my Anki cards and I'm looking, I can see like, for example, I can see that Rolling Stones mouth or that, the, yeah. that scarecrow or that specific, you know, that thing that's, um, you know, personal to me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when I first started, I was thinking I did like the fifth or sixth character and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to remember this many scenes, but <laughs> over like a period of time, like you do. And I'm at the character, um, I'm at character 114 now. And, you know, I'm, I'm remembering, you know, 90, 95% of my Anki cards. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really, it's really weird because I've never, never done this kind of learning before, but it, it, it yeah. works. It does yeah, work. Yeah. That's, that's good to know. So like, I mean, so, you know, obviously, um, sometimes we get people who the reason they were attracted to our course because they already were kind of familiar with that world of learning. And so they were like, oh, good. These guys are doing that with Chinese. But then we also get people who've never considered that before. And so when we get that, what I'm always curious about is like, what kept you going? Because obviously it must have seemed weird. You know, we're, we're starting off with this, uh, you know, wild idea that you're going to imagine yourself in, you know, your first office place. And there's Arnold Schwarzenegger just standing there with a ferret and a spoon. And he's, you know, it's like, it's sort of, it's one of those things that's so outrageous that I can imagine that people would think this isn't going to work so like what kind of kept you uh believing that it was it was going to happen it was going to um, you know, actually be effective well i did the pronunciation mastery course first mm -hmm. um and um i think luke did most of that and it was really just it was just really clear like he was you know i would see things like little little idiosyncrasies and he would then before i'd even got to the right in the question the comments he'd acknowledge that in the video Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'd done the other, way, the other, you know, more traditional ways of learning Chinese. So I just decided to like put my trust in it for a period of time. Mm -hmm. um, and after about, you know, 15, 20 characters, I had the method. Like I wasn't really watching too many of the videos. I, I had the, the method down pat. Right. Um, I was personalizing it. Um, so yeah, it was, um, it was, I just, I just put my trust in it for a couple of days. And after a while, I just, it just stuck. And I, I couldn't imagine doing it another way now yeah um you know especially when some of the characters look so so damn similar <laughs> right you know, that small small prop difference or that different actor really does make a difference in how you recall it yeah what i always find is that you know the fact that you have this place that's sort of the starting point where you set the scene you go okay I, i'm in uh the kitchen of my first apartment um that i lived in after i moved out of my parents house or something right and then yeah, yeah. once i'm in there then that will trigger oftentimes the rest of the scene in the same way that, you know, if you're, you know, you're away from your hometown for a while, you go back to your hometown, you pass by a place like a bowling alley, let's say, and you look in or you see the bowling alley and suddenly your head's flooded with memories of times you spent there, uh, maybe even decades ago, who knows? It's like sort of that, that trigger towards the visual memory is so strong that it's the kind of thing that, once you realize, oh, I can just manufacture that. I can just make up elements and specifically choose elements that are uh, outrageous, wacky, and memorable in some way, uh, or emotional, or something. You know, is there something where you've 
you're just making up these ideas, but they're so um, inherently memorable that it becomes like that. So then, oh, I've forgotten this character, but wait a second, I know that it ends in the final A-N, and I, yeah. you know, so I think it's second tone, so I would be in the you know, kitchen of this apartment, and then suddenly you're in there, and then everything else falls into place, and you remember, yeah. which is, yeah. you know, compared to rote learning. I mean, what, how, just like you said at the beginning of this call, when you were doing the textbook method, it just wouldn't stay. It's that leaky butt, buck, bucket thing. It's like, you know, you've got the, the water in there, but there's a hole in the bottom of the bucket, and you just can't keep it filled. And so, you know, that's something that, that Luke and I realized when we were learning Chinese ourselves, is that this is the only way to do it. That, but there's just so much information. There's so many words. There's so many characters. So, like, if you don't use a method like this, that's, you know, sort of practicing these super memorable elements, then... I don't know. It's just, you'd have to be a super masochistic person who's just willing to write things over and over and over again and just feel no sense of boredom. No sense. You know, it's like, that's, it's pretty much impossible for most people. Hence why yeah. there's such a high failure rate for people learning Mandarin. So, um, so now you said you got the method within like, you know, 10 to 15 characters, which is great. That's, that sounds like, you know, you know you're pretty sharp then. So like after you started to get it now, if you arrive, to learn a character and i'm saying like you already have learned you've done the set the scene lesson you've done the cast and call and you arrive at the mm -hmm. make a movie lesson about mm -hmm. how long on average does it take to you know go add think of the mnemonic devices and then come up with a scene for remembering the character um i think it depends on the the keyword connection so when it's like kind of a an easy keyword um mm -hmm. it can take like you know i i write it down in a like i have a little scene book where I write them all down just in case I ever need to come back to them. Mm -hmm. So it probably takes on like one to two minutes to write it out. Mm -hmm. um, if the means a bit more abstract, um, it might take, you know, three or four minutes, I sure. think at this stage, because um, I like to get my scenes quite clear. Um, mm -hmm. And then sometimes I might look at the comment section below the community just to try and get some ideas as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, generally for like 90% of the characters, it, it takes a couple minutes max. Um, it's pretty right. straightforward. And then, you know, I log them into my Anki and then they're forever in my you know, learning palace. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, that's, you know, when, when you think about that, it's like one to two minutes, uh, you know, sometimes a little longer, but average of two minutes, then you just start doing the math. You just go, okay, well, all right. So two minutes, I want to learn 3,000 characters. That's 6,000 minutes. It's not nothing, but 6,000 mm. minutes. I mean, people talk about 10,000 hours to become great at something, right? It's like, now obviously, yeah. 3,000 characters is really just your foundation, but it's still like that. It, it makes such a difference because Chinese is so logical once you uh, have the basics down. So once you have the, the main 3,000 characters, which, you know, it's no small task, but it's like once you get there, then you go, okay, well, that means that I am, you know, you're in a position where you can learn organically because so much of the language makes sense. It's like you read a word and you've never seen it before, but you immediately know what it means because it's just like the, yeah. so most characters are two character words. And then you say, okay, here's uh, an example of uh, a two character word you'll learn, jiaqing, which just means like household or family, sort of the more like general aspect. Jiaren is like your specific family members, but then jiaqing is like household, like a hexin jiaqing is a uh, nuclear family, right? So it's like that's what you mean by jiaqing. Now, I was look if you see a word like 
da jia ting. It's like, oh, I wonder what that means. Oh, it probably means big family. You have a big family. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, or how about this? Da uh, ting, guan. Uh, guan means to observe, but it also means value, right? So it's like, okay, so jia ting, guan is family values. You don't need to know the dictionary definition if you know the characters. And so you start reading and you just sort of, and then you also have the context of the rest of the paragraph and the, the article or whatever you're reading or the story. And so it becomes so simple. So like, if you know in 6,000 minutes, you can be knowing all of the main elements of the, uh, of the stuff you're reading, then the reading just is pleasurable. And it's like this constant state of light bulbs. It's just like light bulb, light bulb, light bulb. And so, yeah, that's, uh, you're in, you're in very good shape moving forward with that type of, uh, starting point. So that's great. Um, so you've mentioned pronunciation mastery. You mentioned sort of the, the, um, how it's been going with the hands of movie method. And, oh, and just by the way, I just wanted to mention, it's good that you've been writing down your, your uh, scenes, but I will tell you, you know, you can drop that habit at some point if you want, because at this point you're probably, you should probably have enough confidence to believe that you'll remember it anyway, because theoretically, like think of it like this. So things that you actually remember from your life, just any past memory that you have, you remember it without ever having to write it down. I mean, maybe you're the type of guy who keeps a journal and writes down what happened each day, but like, it's still, um, you just remember them because they're inherently memorable. So it's like, if you get good at these, then theoretically you can even dispense with the writing them down. It's not a bad thing to do in the first 114 characters because it really solidifies the method, but um, I'm gonna try it. I don't know, maybe for 10 characters, like take note of them and don't don't write anything down and just see how well you remember them compared to the ones that you did write down you might find that it's not too much of a difference so just yeah, a small I think, you know, yeah. yeah now this this like learning process is like me consciously unlearning my previous like learning unconsciously unwinding my previous learning habits right so that's something that i do as well um i def can definitely give it a go <laughs> yeah 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 cool cool so yeah so what part of the course do you feel has made the biggest impact uh, so far? Yeah, actually, I saw this question and I actually wrote down answers, so I made sure I got the right. said the right thing. Sure. <laughs> so the first one I got is Anki because it, it, it holds you accountable. You know, every day I've got to do my Anki. Even if I've got a big day where I can't sit down and do any videos, I've got my Anki to do. Mm -hmm. um, it keeps me accountable. It gives me clear revision work to do. Um, you know, it's a, I think the course is held is needs that kind of tool mm -hmm. um, you know, for it to, to, to remember that um, it's fantastic. And it's really, I'm remembering stuff that I haven't thought about for days and I would, wouldn't, wouldn't have thought that, you know, there's been a times where I've, you know, forgot to unsuspend some cards, oh, right. for example. Um, and then, and when I go back to them, I can't, I can't remember them, but the cards I learned on the same day that I did unsuspend, I'm remembering. So, you know, I'm, I'm seeing like proof that, it's important to do Yankee every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other one, yeah, the video, or the lessons in general, they're, they're clear, they're structured, they're well thought out. They give you, particularly at the start where you kind of like hold our hands through the process. Mm -hmm. They really help you understand what's going on. Um, you know, there's little, you know, I said there's like little nuances that come out in like learning the language because it's not entirely logical, but like, you know, all the time you and Phil, uh, you and Luke, sorry, are acknowledging those, you know, um, if I think of an example early in the method, it would be like, like the word um, for year, like nian. Um, mm -hmm. You guys, 
you know, there's the stick prop in that, but you guys are like, oh, it's the stick, but it's the shorter stick in this character, you know? Right. You right. guys are actually, when I first looked at it, I was like, what is this bloody stick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you guys acknowledge that really quickly. Um, yeah. And, you know, the method as a whole, I think that it helps personalize your language learning. Like, I'm including my own, you know, personal things in that. Like, um, mm. even like, you know, I'm English Australian, so I'm a cricket fan. I've got sure. cricketers as some of my, some as my actors. Um, whereas, you know, as an American, I'm assuming you wouldn't know much about cricket. So, uh, no, yeah, you, I mean, I'm, I'm aware yeah. it exists, but yeah, no, that's about it. <laughs> you know, you might have like, a, like, like NFL players in your, you know, it's sure. your own personal method. You're making it unique to you. And, and because of that, it sticks, you know, it's, it's your, your hands are moving method. Exactly. Um, that's what it is. It's, that's, things it's really fantastic. Awesome that stuff because that means like whenever i read somebody's comment and they're like hey how about you choose this anime character or something and i know loads of people love anime i just never got into it and so like i'm like oh good they're sharing that stuff and that's definitely going to connect with people and i never would have suggested that because it's just not in my you know personal experience so like when i see that i'm, I'm so pleased because of course you're right it is it's yours it's like there's obviously we're giving you the structure throughout the course but everything that you fill in is about your life and it's kind of like this little autobiography you end up doing as you're going yeah. through and then like I've, I've had times where i was uh learning a character and it made me think about somebody who i haven't uh talked to in a long time and then i go like mm. oh i want to give that person a call and then you know next thing you know i'm talking to an old friend or something because i was imagining I them in a uh a character scene that I was doing. So yeah, that can, it's very nice. It's, in that hilarious. Way. it's hilarious. Like I did, um, I did a scene for, um, the way where, um, and I was thinking like how many people are going to have this thought where you have disco stew from the Simpsons yeah. exchanging money, with the captain of the England cricket team in, in a KFC. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird method, but it, it works. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's fantastic. So, um, Another thing I'm curious about that is sort of developed is what's your experience been so far? And you alluded to this before, but what's your experience been so far of the sort of community aspect of the course, the comments, below the videos, the community forum, uh, just sort of the, the way that, you know, you can interact with it, the podcast or, or things like that. How, how, what's your experience of that and, and how do you utilize it? Um, so I definitely watch the specific parts of the podcast. Um, that come up um, and I read the comments a lot when I'm struggling for um, inspiration for my scenes. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really good. Like everyone's really positive, really encouraging, you know, the fact that I can interact with, you know, the founders of this, the architects of this course is, is really cool, you know? Mm. Um, so I, I definitely, um, I use it. I, the one thing I probably want to do more is um, have more conversations with other members of the, of the other clients. Mm -hmm. um, because like I can't just start discussing with like my Chinese friend. Oh, I can't remember my hands and methods scene where I've got this person doing that, and they're they're gonna look at me and be like, hmm. So um, yeah, I definitely right. want to see more members in the community. Um, but it's great, like the fact that we can all interact um, with each other is, you know, it's only it's only going to be beneficial. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. I think I definitely want to look into more like speaking on that like level with other clients. Yeah, yeah, I think the community forum would definitely be good for that. Um, yeah, yeah, so, but the, yeah, that's, it's just been such a uh, surprise to us and like a, a, a privilege that so many people have uh, engaged with the content because, you know, Luke and I, obviously, we had 
uh, this wild idea of putting this all together into a course online, but like that doesn't mean anybody's going to care or pay attention to it or, you know, interact yeah. with it at all. So it's like, you know, every time you know, people are always like, how do you, uh, people ask us a lot, like, how do you respond to all these things, you know, throughout the, throughout the day and stuff. And, uh, and a couple of people have been like, how are you going to handle this when you have more people? And I'm like, gosh, of all the good problems, like, I don't, you know, it's like, we'll figure it out. Like, we'll figure out how to deal with it. But I, I can't imagine just ignoring somebody who's like, I am engaging with the content that you made. And then just me being like, you're not worth my time. It's like, come on. <laughs> like, you know, that, yeah. I'm, I'll gladly answer anybody who wants to, you know, who's engaging with it. Cause it's just, I'm so thrilled that uh, they're getting value. So it's like, that's like a major fuel for us. I know that. Um, so that's great to hear. So, um, all right, well then how about ways in which we might be able to improve the course? So have you been going through and thinking, you know, like, ah, oh, you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate these things, but you know what, they're really missing some element or, you know, I don't like this or something of that nature. Is there anything that we could improve? You know, I really thought hard about this. Like I genuinely thought hard about this. Um, and I, I, at this stage, I couldn't think of anything realistic that you guys could do. Um, I think the course is really well put together. Um, it's, it's only going to get better. And like, if I'm looking at it at this stage now, it might be, you know, if I get to like 500, 600 characters and I have like a good foundation of Chinese and then I look back at something, maybe I'd pick it up. Right. But yeah. There's absolutely nothing major that I could see um, that, you know, you guys give us the foundation and you do have to be willing to put in the work. You do have to be willing to, you know, look at like secondary sources um, to supplement your learning. But there's, you know, like, um, like Chairman's Bow or something mm -hmm. um, or having a one-on-one -on -one tutor um, yeah. to speak to occasionally. But um, if you, if you, if someone's willing to put in the work, then you've given them all the tools available to, um have a strong foundation i think yeah um so yeah i don't think there's too much too much at all that i can think of that you guys could improve fair enough fair enough that's good that's great feedback to get uh you know we're we will be uh making some improvements to like you know we've got uh we have so many things we want to do obviously um but uh we're we're still you know we're working away um and we're gonna you know maybe um Gosh, it's so hard to decide sometimes, but I think one of the things we want to try to do relatively soon is see about uh, potentially developing the nascent form of our app. We've we've made a um, full like set of wireframes for our for our app that would be, you know, it it would make the course a little bit more integrated. So it'd be the kind of thing where you finish a lesson and instead of having to go to a different application and unsuspend a flashcard, it would just automatically unsuspend the flashcard and you would type in your actor and then every time that actor comes up again instead of saying you know your zh actor it would say george clooney or whatever right um and so we hope to uh we hope to get that going at some point but the first stage of it would just be to replace anki with an srs um maybe yeah, not the yeah. full integrated app but just an app that's like the manner of an app for the flashcards you know so you could at least just go okay uh, unsuspend these cards enter those cards in and then you don't have to deal with all the uh user unfriendliness of anki you know pe yeah, people yeah. in in uh, a younger age group don't tend to have too much of a problem with anki although they can't believe how <laughs> poorly designed it is but like sometimes we just get questions every day just being like what's this i don't understand this and it's like oh yeah you didn't click on the deck name 
And so like, they're like, I can't get to my cards. And I'm like, yeah, you just gotta click on the name of the deck. <laughs> but no, I, I, you know, it's sort of we just want to get rid of Anki if, if possible. I mean, we love it. It's like it's the greatest thing and the worst thing at the same time. So that's, that's it's, Anki. it's not too bad, but I can definitely see a way that like that's something you'd want to improve upon, particularly like if you have yeah older clients. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so then the final question I would ask you just is, um, you know, if I were coming to you and uh, uh, as a potential Chinese learner, and I said, you know, Joe, should I? Uh, learn Mandarin through Mandarin Blueprints, uh, what would you say? Um, I'd, I'd recommend it, absolutely. Um, I think that it breaks down Mandarin into a method that's under, like you, it, it's easy to interpret. Um, and after not long of getting into the method, you you understand the, the logic behind it. And although it's still weird and wacky along the way, like, you know, you're, you're memorizing things. Um, you guys are interacting with your clients. Um, you know, that's not something that I necessarily expected going into the course. I think that's a bonus. Um, and I also think that um, you having Chinese taught from someone with a, a native English speaking background for, for me really helped because, you know, when you're, when you're looking at it, um, you know, you're saying, oh, this, this sound, but it's not really in English, but it's kind of like this one. And then you, you kind of remember, you know what I mean? Like with the, uh, like the Jews and the shoes, um, and what you guys are, um, you're, you're breaking it down into a method that for a native or proficient English speaker, it's, you're making it, I don't know how to put it, but it's just, it's just, I'm understanding more because you guys are acknowledging it from my perspective rather than right. just being like, told like, no, this isn't right. You need to do it like this. This sounds that, um, mm -hmm. it, 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 it's, it makes sense coming from you guys, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's this Chinese idiom, uh, that is uh the, the idiom is shu shen tu di and what that means is like literally like set your body in an, another location so it basically means like put yourself in somebody else's shoes set your body in their body kind of like and so imagine them from that position and uh that that sort of gives you a sense of how we can the advantage we have over a native Chinese teacher. And we you know, think native Chinese teachers have their place mostly in the context of conversation partners and tutors. Um, but if you have a foundation for how to learn, you know, it's like, but a lot of times native Chinese teachers, you know, bless them, they're, they're trying their best, but they don't, they don't get how it appears from an adult perspective uh, as a foreigner. You know, it's like sort of, you don't, they just can't it's i don't see how they could empathize with it you know it's i i tried teaching english when i was uh first in china and uh i found it very frustrating like i found the whole thing just like i don't know why like they would be like why is it like this i'm like i don't know i just learned this naturally growing up and, and so when they would yeah. ask me questions i felt like i'm a terrible english teacher you know and so it, yeah. it was just hard to empathize and so uh we can obviously having gone through it so that's you know good feedback to hear and i'm glad that uh, you know, you feel that way because that makes me confident that people in the future will also, um, you know, get that type of feeling from Mandarin yeah. Blueprint. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Joe, for taking the time today, and uh, I'll uh, I'll we'll leave it there. And if anybody's interested in checking out Mandarin Blueprint, just go to mandarinblueprint.com, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Phil. See you later.